It's time once again for Wrestling With Theology. I am Pastor Doug Minton, your host and your guide as we dig deeper into the final chapter of the book of Exodus this month. We're going to look at Exodus 40, then look at a review of all of the book of Exodus before we leap into the Psalms next month. So let's look at it, Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month you shall erect the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and you shall put in it the ark of the testimony, and you shall screen the ark with the veil. And you shall bring in the table and arrange it, and you shall bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. And you shall put the golden altar of incense before the ark of the testimony, and set up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it. And you shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen for the gate of the court. On the first day of the first month of the second year of the Jewish history. This is the important thing about the tabernacle being erected at the bottom of Mount Sinai. It is done on the first day of the new year as God had told before the Exodus and the Passover that this is the first of the months of the year so also now this is the first of the second year that Moses has been leading Israel and now is getting ready to leave Mount Sinai this is the important thing to see that over the course of Genesis or over the course of Exodus we have a year's worth of material here. Going on, God says in verses 9 through 15, Then you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it, and consecrate it and all its furniture so that it may become holy. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar so that the altar may become most holy. You shall also anoint the basin and its stand and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and shall wash them with water and put on Aaron the holy garments. And you shall anoint him and consecrate him that he may serve me as priest. You shall bring his sons also and put coats on them and anoint them as you anointed their father that they may serve me as priest. And their anointing shall admit them to a perpetual priesthood throughout their generations. So now that everything gets set up, everything gets anointed. And this is the one and only time that this process is done. Every other time they pick up and move, it is just picked up, moved, and then set up in the same way. Only once is it anointed. Only once is Aaron ordained to be the high priest and his sons to be the perpetual priesthood after him. So everything gets anointed. So you have the tabernacle and all of its furniture so that it may become holy. Then you have the altar burnt offering and all its utensils, consecrating it so that it may become most holy. Because there, on that altar, would be offered the sacrifices that look forward to the atonement that would be given through Christ. Therefore, the altar is considered most holy. And then you have the promise, once again, of Aaron having the perpetual priesthood through him and his sons. Now, 16 through 33 simply have Moses doing exactly what he was told. 
and putting everything in its proper spot as it had been intended and revealed to him on the top of Mount Sinai. So Moses finished the work. We finish up in verse 33. And then moving into 34 through 38. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. So we have once again the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that led the Israelites through the wilderness. This is what descended or ascended on to the tabernacle, making it so dense that even Moses, the prophet of God, could not enter the tent of meeting because the glory of God was there. So we have the cloud covering the tabernacle. This is very reminiscent of how Luke describes the transfiguration in Luke chapter 9. As we look at verses 28 through 36. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. Peter, James, and John were given the opportunity to see the great wonder of the transfiguration. And in that moment, we have the cloud descending on the Word of God in flesh, tabernacled among us so that we might receive salvation. And he's talking with Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets. They're talking about his departure, his exodus from this world. Not for harm, but for the salvation that each and every one of us celebrates. And he shows that while Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle, while the glory was on there at first, Peter and James and John and all of us who are in Christ may enter that cloud now. Because eventually we will become part of the great cloud of witnesses that Hebrews 12 talks about. Not only the great hall of fame from Hebrews 11, but everyone who has come after that. Everyone they didn't name in Hebrews 11. The great cloud of witnesses 
because the cloud is that great theme throughout the Bible. Many times it is talked about, and many times it is connected with God. And so it is in the Transfiguration, where Moses appears again. So it was when Moses established and erected the tabernacle at the bottom of Mount Sinai, that God's glory filled the tabernacle by use of the cloud that was leading them. And so also the cloud would fall upon the, ta the temple when Solomon would build it. And there are many, many other cloud things related with God that I won't go into now, simply because I didn't prepare them. But this is what was important, that Moses had gotten everything off of Mount Sinai. He had given it to the artisans who were there, who then did it exactly the way Moses told them. And then now everything was set up just as God commanded. And whenever they would leave, as the cloud picked up and left, so also everything would be packed up, everything would be moved, everything was set back out again, just as it was the first time. And every single time the tabernacle moved, it was set up in the same way, because God is a God of order. And he shows us this through the book of Exodus. We have chapter 1, where we have that time between Joseph being the vice-regent of Egypt to the time where a pharaoh arose that did not know Joseph, and then the birth of Moses. And then we have the burning bush, and then the plagues that come upon Egypt, and the Passover and the Exodus, crossing the Red Sea, manna and quail from heaven, the water from the rock, the Ten Commandments, and everything else in Exodus, and much of Leviticus coming to Moses in the 40 days at Mount Sinai. We have the golden calf. And we have God's glory radiating from Moses' face when he comes down because he had been in the presence of God. He had been in the cloud that was at the top of the mountain that now was filling the tabernacle at the end. And this is the great thing of the book of Exodus. It is all about God being there with his people, just as he is with us now, even today. And sometimes it seems like that cloud is obscuring him from us. But take heart, dear Christian, the cloud does not obscure. You, like Peter, James, and John, are able to enter it because you are in Christ. You are part of his family so that he has given access to you to come directly to him as we do every time we pray the Our Father simply because of his grace and mercy. Now as we look ahead on the calendar, we have coming up next week Pro Wrestling America from the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. But then, Thursday is Christmas Eve and I beg you, even if you're in a space where I am, where they're trying to limit everything and limit gatherings, be in worship whether in person or virtually, somewhere where they are celebrating the birth of our Savior on Christmas Eve as well as Christmas Day. Especially 
be there in person if they are offering the Lord's Supper and you are able to partake of it at that place. The following week, we will have the Wrestle Extravaganza as I look at the Starcade cards from WCW from 1983 to 2000. And then we move into the Confessions once again in the Confessional Corner beginning in January, looking at Apology of the Augsburg Confession, Article 4, where we will probably spend at least all of 2021 looking at. Unless, God willing, I am given a congregation where I may then move these confessional corners and digging deepers from monthly to weekly installments. But that is all in God's hands by His grace and by His mercy. But as I said earlier at the beginning, the digging deepers, now that we are gone through Exodus, we're going to go into the Psalms, the hymnal of the Old Testament, the hymnal of the New Testament church and see what great treasures God has for us as we dig deeper into those. Until next time, where we meet for Wrestling with Theology, the podcast, I encourage you to keep listening to the other things, the moments of meditation, uh, oh, the O antiphons start tomorrow the 17th. I encourage you to listen to each one of those as they come out at noon. And then the 12 days of Christmas, there will be daily devotions starting Christmas Day at noon once again. Talking, going through the 12 days of Christmas song and one of the many proposed meanings behind that as a catechetical device. I encourage you to be for all of those, as well as the sermons and everything else that comes along with Wrestling with Theology. Not only on the podcast, but on Facebook, on the website, Everywhere where you can see my humble attempt to be able to help you be strengthened as you wrestle with theology today and every day. Amen.